All right. Welcome back. Session two. Dream Lords. Let's talk about... Well, let's talk a little bit about what happened last time, I guess. Uh, let me um, uh, read the description I read. That's something I... Let's see. By the way, did everybody see that there's like a podcast version now? For those of you that don't want to listen on YouTube, if you do listen back. Yes, thank you so much. I don't have to have my browser open to YouTube. I love it. Nice. And I don't pay for YouTube premium because I'm not fancy. Oh, no, me either. Fuck that. I also like having the podcast version available sometimes so I can like lock my phone in my pocket. Yeah, Becky and I re-listened too, so it was... Oh, that's fun. You guys can re-listen together. But we didn't. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. We did we could have, but we didn't. I mean, I guess for a few minutes when we were eating dinner. But. <laughs> nice. I mean, I don't always listen to all of it. I kind of skim to get the important bits, and then like the last 20 minutes is what I really listen to. I also listen on 1.5x speed every time. I had it on like two, but then when Julie started talking, I had to turn it down to 1.75. <laughs> My I live on 1.5 speed. <laughs> I when I re-listen to it, I role play as a sixth character that everyone ignores. I just like say things occasionally. <laughs> uh, really changes the dynamic. I like that. You should just record that and put that out as its own separate podcast. <laughs> Bonus, bonus at Patreon. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the Dream Lords had a run-in with Reno, the corpse flower smuggler, but were able to make off with his ship thanks to some, uh, some clever moves by your lizard man Tihatama. Um, upon returning to the city of Elmard. You learn that Luann's vile husband, Count Alex de la Seps, is in fact visiting the palace there, and also that the prince, Raphael, is seeking dream readers and prophets. And you saw a poster with some words written on it uh, that uh, a number of you recognized. And I think Tiha and Benjamin kind of both finished the phrase written on the poster together at the same time. And uh, we ended with you, with Luann kind of pulling rank, uh, using her her royal, rather noble name to get you guys into the palace. And uh, as you kind of came into the palace markets and into the palace proper, uh... Tiha and Benjamin's friend Magslander, I think he's a member of the King's Guard. He saw you from like an upper parapet and looked not happy and disappeared. Uh what else? And you were coming back from your first adventure, which we decided a few things about. As a refresher, your first adventure was to raid the tombs of House de la Seps, uh something organized by Luann, because she knew there was treasures hidden in her husband's family tombs out on the two miles uh there's like an island full of tombs off of the coast of elmard while raiding the tomb you narrowly avoided booby-trapped treasures that you had to leave behind <clears throat> you cut through hostile choking vines like sentient 
choking plants. Iha and Saja saved Alvaro from the poisonous flowers. Since he's such a romantic, he had to lean in for a sniff. Uh, and the party tricked a troll that had taken residence uh, and the treasure as his own. He tricked him into falling into the very choking vines that almost had you, with the use of Benjamin's illusions and some poison secretly administered by Tiha into his food. And with that, you recovered a small amount of treasure. I don't remember exactly what it was. A bracelet and a ruby necklace. And a fancy bejeweled dagger. Or is that bejeweled dagger the one that you... Yeah, that was all together. Okay. And then you found another <laughs> dagger. I believe so. Benjamin, you found a dagger in the chest on their boat, right? So I think... I only the... remember well, I don't one. recall where I found it. I know I've got the magic one. I don't know if there's another one. Yeah, so in the chest, I think, on the ship is where you found, like, the majority of that stuff, right? The fancy dagger, the four doses of corpse powder. Mm -hmm. The bracelet um, and the ruby necklace definitely came from the tomb, as I recall. Okay. I thought there was a map in yeah, the tomb. Yeah, there was one more thing that... Because Benjamin has the the map and the dagger to, like, read the magic or something. Or read, I don't remember. Yeah, see, that I think I thought the fancy jewel dagger was part of the treasure from the. Maybe not though. Um, but I'm gonna take the fancy jewel dagger off the loot record because Benjamin definitely has it. Benjamin also took the map because he was the only one that could read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he told us it was a map. Eventually, if we just ask, um, it was a map to uh, some armor. <clears throat> Yeah. That's right. Also, <laughs> I should say he wasn't the only one that could read it. He was the only one that spoke up and said he could read it, and then he took it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so then we left off with you heading into the palace. Um, Mags Lander, who is one of your rivals, happened to see you guys. Where is our list of rivals at? Wasn't there also a potato? Didn't we find yes. a potato? Yeah, some uh, rations. I think that was passed out, though, and added to character sheets. Okay. I was going to say, if we didn't already, we should give it... Doesn't Didn't somebody not have food last time? Yeah. Uh, Alvaro got a potato, and Becky got a potato, okay. and I got a potato. All right. Because <laughs> you guys had uh, to camp in the rain, if you remember. Okay. Yeah. So the description for Magslander, a gun-wielding Kingsguard member who hates non-humans. He had a run-in with... Tiha and uh, Benjamin, I think, saved Tiha, right? With some trickery or something like that. Yeah. Right, Raquel? Sounds like me. And Benjamin has a beard, but still looks like Benjamin. That's right. Benjamin saved Tiha Tama from falling into much more serious trouble with Magslander during his vision trip in the castle markets. Because when Tiha showed up he uh, to the castle, he was still flying when he first came, <laughs> came to Elmard. Um, and you scared Magslander away with a mirror image spell. <laughs> Alright, so with that, that's where we left off. Let's talk about goal writing. This is our first time really doing goals this campaign. This is how you get 
XP. We don't really do it the way they say in the book. Um, you can write up to three goals for your character. I actually don't have the handouts in here yet. I should have prepared those, but I didn't. Do I have them? Advancement. Yeah, they're in there. Ah, they are. They're in the advancement and XP. Yep. So we'll start with goals. You can write up to three. Since this is our second session, I would recommend doing like one or two. Don't try and squeeze in too many yet. You'd probably just be reaching, to be honest. <laughs> two is probably good for it being session two. But goals are something you your character wants. You write them kind of in your character's voice in first person. Uh, and you can have other ones, you know, but you can... I call it slotting. You can slot up to three, and only those three count for this particular session. Um, if you complete a goal, you get XP. That's how it works. And there's some guidelines for writing them that help you kind of write good ones. They always start with, I will, I will not, I must, or I must not. And a verb of some sort, and then a target. Something you think you can complete by the end of this session, or like the next few sessions. You don't want to go too big. If your goal is something that you won't complete for 20 sessions, you might as well just write it in your notes and do something more immediate, or break it down into steps. I'll give you guys like two, three minutes to work on that. When you have your goals, drop them into the Roll20 chat. Do you need our belief as well? Yeah, usually I talk about that after goals, but if you already have one, you can go ahead and punch it in. This is new to, well, at least to Becky, and it's probably been a while for Andiel. I just broke a metal spoon in half eating ice cream. Wow, dude. <laughs> wow, slow down, Tubby. <laughs> Been a rough day for Andy in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Go on. Uh oh, did you get your hand caught in the garbage disposal again? Did you pull a cabinet door directly off when you were just trying to open it? Like the Hulk? <laughs> I can't help that I'm very strong. I spilled a lot of egg. Oh, that's the worst. Like more than wasn't spilled. <laughs> <laughs> and Becky told me not to do it the way I was doing it, and I didn't spill egg everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jinxed him, Becky. No, I knew better. <laughs> I mean, you have to clean and sanitize if it's egg. Well, and then he was like, I think I can save it. And I was like, no. <laughs> You're going to, like, wipe it off the counter back into the bowl? I don't know what was going to happen, but... <laughs> I was going to have Becky hold the skillet under the counter and just wipe it right back off, because it was on the <laughs> on the uh, countertop skillet. And Becky would not be eating any of those eggs. 
I was, that's basically what I said. I was like, I don't need any. You just do what made it on. <laughs> we will move on. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did clean it up. Oh, that was nice of him. Okay, so we post them all over here. Yeah, and obviously you want to keep them somewhere in your character sheet as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Scott, I just read your third one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. We'll go over them all in a second, but that's hilarious. I like it. Let's get over the goals, and then we can talk about beliefs real quick. So I'm going to skip over beliefs for a second. Benjamin, I, uh, let's see, use the power of illusion to gain the respect of the prince. Uh, don't see anything wrong with that. I like it. Simple and stupid, just like I like them. So, I mean, simple and ill-advised. <laughs> <laughs> just like I like them. Uh, earn the respect of the party, I think, is too broad, maybe. Do you have a plan for how to do that? Because that would make a better goal. Uh, I was like specifically thinking about during the negotiation or the discussions with the prince. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like a better goal would be like, do X to, I will do X to gain the respect of the party. Earn the respect of the party is very broad. Again, I don't think y'all need three. I think everyone would be better suited with, like, two. We just haven't opened up that much story yet. All right, I cancel two. I like it, but, like, when something more clear comes up, then I think you should add that in. <laughs> or when a more clear plan of action comes up. Uh, sell the corpse dust. So that's a good one. Like it. Uh, let's see. Tiha. I must convince whatever authority. The prince, they say... But I'm actually a dream reader of sorts. Nice, I like that one. That's a really good one. I eat an assortment of things. Perhaps some more chicken. Maybe I'll pay for them. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a... I mean, it is a goal. I don't know if it's like an actionable goal for XP. Uh, Regardless, I'll, I'll eat something. Okay, I mean, I like it. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'll give you XP if you complete it. <laughs> um... Your third one, however, I will snort the rubescent crystal, preferably on a pool of water, in order to speak to the messenger. Uh, I think that that's good. It's and the cr crystal refers to what the humans and folk call uh, Nazarite or whatever it is. Okay. So you're going to find some Nazarite powder and you're going to snort it in a pool yes. of water. Yes. I like it. I'm into it. I assumed it was Nazarite. Um, <clears throat> all right. 
Though Alvaro, I must schmooze at the party and make acquaintances with the nobility. I like this. I feel like it's almost two different things. Schmoozing the party slash making acquaintances with the nobility. Um, Maybe make it like I will gain the trust of someone in the nobility or... I will um, gain a favor from noble while in the castle. Something along those lines, but it's good. I like it. Generally, oh sorry, I was I was muted. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I think probably with a noble. Okay. Yeah, I mean it could be any noble. Or make a friend or make a friend. Yeah, with the noble. <laughs> there you go. Or yeah, earn a favor from someone in the nobility. Just make it a little more like uh, slightly more. Oh, earn a favor. Specific. That would be good. Yeah, I, I think earn a favor is good. Uh, I will learn a secret about another party member. Sometimes I feel like making them about other party members can be hard, but I actually kind of like that one. Cause... I also think it's kind of one of the I'll just let ride, you know? Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't happen this session, I can always just let it ride. Totally, I actually like that one a lot. What? Why does Alvaro want to learn secrets? I'm... He doesn't seem like I the think... type to keep secret... others' secrets. I think it's it's more about the bonding aspect. Ah, I see, so. like confiding in, in him right right he wants to be confided in i see i like that okay uh i will not <laughs> i like the way this is worded it's very alvaro i will not <laughs> let a nakedly unjust act unfold before my eyes that one made me giggle when i read it <laughs> that one's good i think that's pretty similar to one that luann had or rather that saja had uh, originally, but it looks like she also maybe rewrote them since we chatted before the session. Alright, Luann. I will shade Alex if I see him. What do you mean by shade? Um, it's like a polite dig. I see. Oh, you're gonna throw shade. Oh, oh you're gonna throw shade. I see. Uh, <laughs> I need to, like, put a shade button sound effect in the game so we get the <laughs> the rattling noise when you do it. And or pickpocket him. I feel like you need to choose one or the other. It's That's two goals in one, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. I personally like pickpocket him better. I think it's more like actionable and more juicy. Okay, I'm fine with that. But I, I do I'll like... I'll still try to shade him. I say you should still definitely fine. do the other yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will help my crew to meet the prince. That's good, because you are the... One with the name in the party. <laughs> and then Luan, or Saja rather. I keep saying Luan and Saja because your first one starts with Luan. Luan has been wronged and she needs me to defend her. Uh, oh, that's your belief. That's right. I like that. Goals. I must find out what a dream reader is and have them interpret my dream. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be snorting a lot. I will show off my sturdiness to persuade impress an authority figure that one seems a little broad still yeah i thought so too but i felt like my other goal i'm sorry bennett's also talking hang on one second buddy i feel like the one that i had i kind of changed to a belief yes and i was only left with one but i didn't necessarily want to say show off my strength and i also didn't want to say like i will act heroically because i don't i like what's the word for like just rashly doing something brave maybe not because you're heroic though you know what i mean like 
Yeah, I can see that. I will put I will put myself at risk to you know, what I want is like for us to get the job or whatever. So an authority figure is like the prince. Foolhardy. Yeah, so I would make it more specific than I would make it like the prince. Okay, cool. Um Foolhardy? Uh, yeah, I couldn't think of the word. I was trying to synonym real quick, but yeah, yeah, I like it could even even just be like more simple. Like I will secure the prince's favor, or like I will make sure the prince hires us for this job, or whatever it is. I don't know how to word it exactly because my brain is coveted. I know. I was trying to be specific to get that part, but then also. Mm -hmm. You know, because like I don't want to be like I'll get hired, I'll I will get the job. You know, like I, I, what am I gonna do to get it? I but feel, I don't know what. I feel like you could just change authority figure to prince, and it would be good. I'll do it, and you know what I mean now. Yeah, so now yeah, 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 exactly. It's more just about clarifying. Cool, those look good. All right, let's talk about beliefs really quick. Um, it's beliefs are very hard at the beginning of a campaign. Um. But I think a few of them could be revised. So, one thing about the beliefs... Julie and I were kind of private messaging about this. A good way to think about a belief is to, like, make a wild assumption about something happening in the campaign. Um, especially something you know is going to come up. So you can either be proven right or wrong about the assumption. That's how you get XP. It's how you react to being proven right or how you react to being proven wrong, right? So, Andy, you have fake it till you make it, which is good. That's more like a character ethos. Like, that's more like a driving philosophy for your character. Whereas, I feel like Alvaro's is more of, like, what we're looking for for, like, an XP belief. Like, you know, your character obviously has lots of beliefs. But his is highborn are inherently better than us common folk. We must defer to their acumen at all times. Like, you know you're going to run into highborn soon. And they're either going to... Prove that they are inherently better than you, or they're going to be way worse than you, and you're going to have to either stick to your belief or fight against your own belief, and that's how you get XP. So I feel like that's a really strong belief, because you know you're about to interact with a bunch of highborn people. Same with Julie's. We already kind of talked about hers beforehand, but like you know you're about to run into her husband, who she talks bad about. So Luann has been wronged, and she needs me to defend her. It's interesting, because we're going to see if Luann has actually been wronged, right? And if she can defend herself or not. Um, and Sasha's going to have to deal with learning that. So your belief is kind of the fuck around, and then getting XP is the finding out, if that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry to uh, single you out, Andy. How dare you? Uh, so Scott. Mine have always been like Andy's in the past, uh, too. Like, I am such an like, overarching goal person or belief person. So that's what Charlie and I were talking about. This is my first belief that I feel like is situation specific usually i'm like mm -hmm. my deep core beliefs as a character yeah so trying to tie beliefs to people places factions or events that are you're d directly interacting with are always going to get you more xp they're going to give you more situations to act on them and give me easier ways to throw your belief like in your path story-wise so like lizards are gross there you go that's not true. I don't believe that. Don't worry. Well, Tihatama, yours is, if the waning claret awakens, the world will be plunged into darkness. It is paramount to stop this by any means. I like that. That is like his core, again, that's more like his core philosophy and like his core religious belief. Um, 
but it would be very hard for me as a game master to like throw that into a situation unless I actually have like your God awaken or not awaken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you guys can take a minute and try and come up with a new belief if you want, or we can like just start and you can, if you come up with one in the middle, that's fine. You can always just drop it in chat, but trying to tie it into like smaller beliefs that tie into specific things that are happening or, you know, are about to happen are always going to work better. I'll have to think about it a little bit. Yeah, no worries. We can just move on. And like I said, if you guys come up with one mid-session, you can just... I put mine in the chat. I said I put Prince is just a title. I am an equal. If not, if not slightly. slightly <laughs> there you go. That is a very good belief. That's great. And if it can be about yourself, too, like that, then it's even better, I think, sometimes. Because it gives you, like, those roleplay cues as well. I feel like that is like the opposite of Alvaro's belief, and it's hilarious that you guys have these opposing beliefs. Also, the party having opposing beliefs is really fun. It gives for better roleplay and stuff. Andy, I did suggest one of my goals to Charlie being, I will not punch Benjamin, because that's what I was thinking about the whole time I was re-listening. Like, I just want to punch this guy. <laughs> but I am not into that. Let me strike him. Would probably kill him if you strike. If oh you hit him. <laughs> Whoops! And I just walk away. All right. Let's see. So with that, oh wait, I wanted to read Becky's too. Uh, some people don't deserve their wealth, and some people don't deserve their poverty. It is my duty to redistribute some of the wealth from for myself included. I think that's good. It's definitely something you're going to run into. It's hard for me to know how to challenge it, per se. I guess I could think of a few ways. I think it's pretty good. You're dealing with wealthy people and poor people pretty actively right now, though. So. Like, it will come up, so that's a good one. One thing I was going to ask is... Never mind. I think that's it. I think we're ready to start. <laughs> and hopefully we'll get a little faster and I'll be less uh, fine-toothed with your beliefs and, and goals as we move forward in the campaign. It's good in the beginning to, like, really kind of work on them together all right <clears throat> so we pick up with you um late in the afternoon or like middle of the afternoon you stride through the open markets the noble markets inside the castle where only goldborn and highborn are allowed to shop and a select few merchants uh that are, you know, basically have the permit, are allowed to come in and and show their wares. Generally finer stuff. It's basically so rich people don't have to shop amongst the poor. And you walk through, you pass the line of people who are lined up. You see the prince about this dream reading thing that is going on. 
And uh, <clears throat> you come to the inner gate that leads into like the interior of the castle. Go here real quick. The palace takes up a huge portion of the city, by the way. It's almost its own little city inside the walls. So you head into the inner portion of the palace. There are more guards at the gate here. Um, but Luann can easily, you know, show her signet ring once again. And although they eye Tihatama, and probably uh, Saja as well, a little strangely, they, you know, they bow and let you in and say their good graces to Madame Deliceps. Yeah, we'll try to, like, mimic their actions. <laughs> uh, the guard that lets you in, he's like, you're free to wander anywhere in the palace grounds um, other than the prince's private chambers and his park. Park of the Glass Tree. However, he is about to hold court in the courtroom proper, in the throne room. It's a glorious thing to behold, and if you have never visited our palace before, I'm sure he would be graced with the presence of not only Lord Deliceps, but his lady wife. Well, please, call me the Countess. He's like, my apologies, Countess. Shall I show you to the throne room? Or do you prefer to wander and take in the many sights of our palace? He kind of like waves to the multiple like raised garden beds and beautiful palm trees that line this place. I'm confused. Is the throne room not where the prince is? It is. Just the palace itself is massive and it's a city in and of itself. Oh, okay. But you can, he's saying you can either wander and try and find the throne room, or he could take you there right now. Why, yes. Why not? We appreciate uh, a direct path. <clears throat> he's like, indeed. As you've m most likely heard, the prince is having strange dreams. He thinks them to be prophecies. And um, many lords have gathered to watch him speak to the dream readers. Though most of them are charlatans, if you ask me. Well, oh. he's like, and the prince—he's like, the prince seems to think so too. He kind of like motions to a high castle walls. You walk past, and there's just like a dozen different heads on spikes. Anyone we know? Uh, I mean, most of you <laughs> have only been here a short amount of time, but you could roll to see if you I want to recognize any heads. What do I roll? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say it's more like a luck thing, just like a 1 in 6 chance. Actually, probably let's say a 1 in 8, so just roll a, a 1d8. Get a 1. Yeah, no Ooh. one no one you recognize in particular. I think I see somebody I know, but then it's not them. He's like, all people who have tried to swindle the prince or lie to him. He's very discerning. He may be young. He's a very smart man. He's been doing this since he was just a boy. 
Well, I think we may be able to help. Oh, you're not just here as a spectator, Countess? Oh, no. We've got quite the crew here, and I believe one of us um, might be able to help him with these dreams. He kind of makes an icky face and looks at Tiha, and he's like, Please tell me you're not going to push this lizardling up in front of the prince. Now I understand that he may not look like the rest of us, but you've said it yourself. Look at all these heads. Maybe it's time to take a different path. Well, it's not my place to um, judge your actions, milady, and uh, far be it for me to tell you what to do. I agree. On with the tour. Uh, my apologies, yes. And he like keeps leading you on. <clears throat> and as you uh, kind of come closer to like the main palace area where the throne room is, you know, it's mostly open air. Uh, like I said, it's almost like its own little city, but all huge castle walls and massive domed buildings and things all around you. You can see over the top of like a really tall wall um, that kind of surrounds the building he's leading you up to the top of what looks like a tree. However, the tree does not have leaves. It's this massive twisting tree that like towers over the building. Uh, instead of leaves, it has giant bluish Nazarite crystal glass looking clusters growing where the leaves would be. Give a little picture here. Let me see. The guard who's kind of giving you a tour is like, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of the glass trees. They're famous well, all over the kingdoms. Well, of course. I'm not sure that they have. And she looks <laughs> kind of around at the group. Uh, um, honestly, <clears throat> Luann probably has heard about it. Uh, others may not have. But he's like... Um, it was a gift uh, to my Lord Prince on his coronation day when he was but five years old. Made in the Windforge, but special. The magics of the Order of Sahir. Tree grows pure Nazarite. And it powers the Prince's private transports that allow him to visit other nations. I'm speaking, of course, of the portal at Renrock. Let me post this picture for y'all. It's, uh, you don't see the whole thing yet. You just see the top, like, looming over the building, but it's obviously insane and magical. You've never really seen anything quite like it. Let's see picture go i gotta scroll way back to find it this guard is so proud <laughs> he's like let me tell you about this fancy thing my guy has mm -hmm. <laughs> oh what the hell 
Have I not uploaded already? Alright. It's on my freaking laptop. I don't have the picture. Anyway, I'll keep talking while I find it. He leads you uh, into a massive, you know, open kind of throne room with huge, like, painted vaulted ceilings and probably 200 or so different lords gathered about. Uh, and the prince, of course, sits at the center of all this up on a stage on a massive, like, sandstone and paint-covered throne. It's actually, it's really beautiful and ornate. Um, and the line of, you know, dream readers leads all the way out the door and up to in front of the throne. And then kind of in the wings, the other hundred or so people gathered around are just lords who are, you know, seated in various, like, tiered kind of benches, almost like bleacher, fancy bleachers up the sides of the, uh, the room. And uh, as you come in, you hear, and you see the prince. He's like a young, very handsome-looking guy. Maybe like 25, 24. You hear him, like, shrieking before you even enter. It echoes all through this big, high-ceilinged chamber. Um, he's pissed. He's screaming like, charlatan! Like, liar! Like, you try to take advantage of me! Take him away! Put him on the wall with the others! And, like, the this guy, this, like, kind of, you know, scraggly-looking, swami-type guy, maybe a street performer of some sort, is being dragged out and screaming, just like, No! Wait! Another try, my lord! Let me try to decipher the prophecies, please! And the guards just drag him away. I think you also notice uh, Alex Deliceps is up in, like, the one of the closest seats, is up on the stage, like, behind the table with the throne sitting at the prince's side and just like twirling a mustache and like smiling with glee. He's loving the show of what's happening right now. I think Saja like puts her shoulders back and kind of like makes herself tall uh, as trying a showing of like, she's not intimidated, but actually like, she's like, what the fuck are we walking into? And which guy is, I hope it's not the guy twirling his mustache that's her ex-husband she's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so through, like, the opposite side of the room behind the throne, you can see there's big open archways kind of on that side, and they lead into, like, a massive private garden, and that's where the tree grows out. You can kind of see this through the back archways behind the prince. It's really pretty. Yeah. I'm not about using AI art for, like, work or anything like that. But for D&D, &D, just, like, imagining things, it's fucking awesome. I was imagining, like, a palm frond-style crystal. So it's very different than what was in my mind. Yeah, I feel like it almost looks like a banyan tree, if you're familiar with banyan trees. And um, just like in the picture, it, like, has a little courtyard built around the base of it. It's, like, in a pool of water. Um... And it has, like, different kind of buildings and other plants growing up it, almost. Tears. Interesting. So where are we in the room? Are, are we, like, next in line? Or are we just... 
Uh, you're just kind of so. There's a, a well, let me. I'll just draw you a really basic picture, but I feel like most of the lords, the nobility, are sitting up in like the bleacher type seating um, along the sides of the room. I don't know what this map was, but it's gone. Um, and then like kind of at the entrance, there is a crowd of like lesser lords and goldborn who are just all in like the the pit, quote unquote, like the standing area. You know what I mean? This is the big rectangular room. There's like some archways. This. You walked in. Then like a few steps up to a stage. The shift key, I spilled some fucking soda on my keyboard and my shift key. Classic. Fucking Mountain Dew. Goddamn gamer fuel. Yeah, I was going to say, was it Mountain Dew? My friend Mark used to eat toaster strudel over his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Get the goop in there. Fucking Marcus, dude. He was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a buddy who ate toaster strudel like a sandwich, and I had never heard of anyone doing like putting the icing in the middle of the two. I had never thought of that in my life, and I was like, "How do you eat one? Like, how do you do your toaster strudel?" <laughs> and he was like, "Like a sandwich." That's and I was like, "Fucking genius!" What the fuck? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So there's a throne. That's the middle square there, like up a couple steps to like a low stage. There's more archways behind them that lead out to the garden. And then, like, kind of in the wings, there is, like, almost boxes with, like, the bleacher-like seating in them. Making sense? Yeah. I know it's and out. Alex is in one of the chairs next to the king on yeah. the stage? Yeah, or... he, he's in the one, like, right, okay. right next to him. Okay. He's... I think Saja would lean down to you and say, like... Hi. Which one is he? Do you see him? Your old man? Luan would whisper back the one with the red moose on his cloak. And it's the guy with the mustache. She tries not to look as disgusted because like, <laughs> well, this was your husband. She's like, mm, <laughs> like nods, like looking away. Yeah, so his grandfather is like a very powerful count, you know. Um, he's probably and and he's like infirm, probably almost dead at this point. He's very old, so your husband represents him often uh, in these kind of situations. So I feel like, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so he gets that fancy seat. That's all I was gonna. So I feel like Luann would want to just g cut the line and go up to the front. Um, he is just going to follow right behind you because he's already gotten in trouble once. <laughs> he's trying to have that not happen again. Yeah, what was that? Forward. What are you trying to avoid? Trouble. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's trying to oh. avoid trouble by walking directly to the front of the line with Luann. Yeah, she looks. She looks like she's like an authoritative person. So, 
She's uh, asserting that she is in control. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just not gonna let Luann, like, you know, she's like, nope, like, she needs me right behind her, so I'll I'll be basically stepping on Tiha's heels. Like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> Alright, so Luann, as you walk up, you like, kind of push through the crowd of lesser <laughs> nobles and Goldborn, and you walk past this, you know, um, kind of box full of other nobles sitting in their bleacher seats, and you walk up the line, and there's some, you know, skinny little girl being like, um, my prince, my name is... And then uh, the prince kind of sees you coming, and he's like, what is the meaning of this? Name yourself. Get to the back of the line, or I'll treat you like I did the others that came and lied to me. My apologies, prince. Countess Luann Deliceps, and she looks at Alex. There's, of course, you know, like a hush kind of comes over everyone. Everyone starts whispering amongst themselves excitedly as uh, it just kind of goes quiet. Um, and the prince slowly like looks over at Alex and then back to you and then back to Alex and he's like, Lord Deliceps, Count Deliceps, what is the meaning of this? And he's like at a loss for words. He like kind of stands up. He's like, well, uh, um, my, uh, my dear wife, where, where have you been? I've been worried for you. Um, please take, take a seat with us. And he like, points to the empty chair next to him. Luann, <laughs> Luann would say, oh, well, I'm sure you have been looking. And she would look back at the crew and kind of nod her head for them to kind of huddle around behind. And then um, she would want to say also to the prince, I reassure you, we certainly are not going to cut in line. But when all of these people fail you, let's talk. Because I think I know someone that could help. And then she proceeds to sit down. You, like, go up and sit next to Alex? Yeah. He's like, I I'm, I'm so sorry, my grace. I, um, she does like to make an entrance. I, I, my apologies. And, uh... Prince Raphael is just, like, looking at you so, you know, confused, Luann. He kind of, like, looks back to the line of others, and your teammates who are, I'm assuming, still just standing around like idiots at the front of the line. No way, I go up right I behind her. I for them to yeah. huddle around behind me. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I sit right next to her on the ground. Oh, I just <laughs> cross my arms and stand right beside her and, like, sneer. Uh, alright, so you're all huddled around the back of her chair. Tiha just, like, sits, you know, crisscross on the ground right next to her chair. Um, and the prince is like, I'm intrigued. No, it's it's no imposition. Um, guards, take the rest of the away. I'll see more tomorrow. And he just, like, waves his hand. And again, everyone, like, is, you know, kind of blown away and excited whispering amongst all the other nobles in the room. And the guards start shooing all of the other dream readers out. And it takes a few minutes of, you know, hubbub before it's kind of clear. The other, you know, lords, most of the other lords and ladies are still in here, and now huddled in even closer to kind of see what's going to happen. I would lean down to Luann and be like, um, do you think this should be a private meeting? And, like, gesture to the nobles, and it's like, everyone watching. Like, she wants everyone to leave. She has no fucking clue what's going to happen. 
Well, I certainly think it would be better if it were a private meeting. <laughs> so is the prince saying anything? Like, wh what's he doing right now? So once the room starts to clear out, he stands up. He, like, walks past you all over to the wall, like, over here. And starts pouring himself some wine, which is very strange. Usually they, he would have, like, a servant doing this for him. But he seems like he's having a good time. And he, like, comes right back. He starts walking back to you with two glasses of wine. And pretty soon, you know, he's standing right in front of you and he holds one out to you. And he's like, a drink for the Countess? Ah, yes. It has been a long day. I'm sure you're exhausted after sitting with all of those individuals. It's tiring, yes. Not as much as losing sleep every single night with images of death, destruction. Tell us more about these dreams. My palace crumbles in front of me. I see the coastline fall away. The ocean eats our entire nation. I watch the land sink into the sea every night. I awake in a panic. Same words. And he says the first part. And we'll finish him. <laughs> he says, Listen now, travelers bold. Heed these words your fate foretold. And then he looks at you, Luann, like expectantly wanting you to finish them. I finish it. <laughs> Do it. Oh, uh, shit, I don't have it pulled up. But I know it. Don't I know it? I feel mm. like we heard it, but I don't... You heard uh, yeah. Tia and Benjamin say it. Uh, but yeah. Has uh, anybody... That's metagaming. But... <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it would be fun. I think it's more interesting, yes, if Julie, if you say it, but you don't remember somebody, what... Somebody, yeah, just jumps in. You know? I have it. I just, like, have to... There's so much scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish it for you. So yeah. you pipe up Saja, which kind of maybe surprises the others because you've only heard them say it once. You obviously don't know how to read. <laughs> but she has a great memory. <clears throat> well, she says, noble daughter. Oh, I found it. Oh, I can do it. Okay. Okay. Noble daughter, royal son, keep a secret, hurt someone. Prince Raphael like, snaps his head towards you, Saja. He fixes you in his, you know, stony gaze. And he says, You knew the words. These are the words I hear. Where? He's like, come forward. And he like holds a hand out to you, Saja. Come out from, come forward, out from behind there. She, she doesn't take his hand. Uh, not in a rude way. She just kind of steps forward and like meets his eyes. Like doesn't look away at all. Like has never once, once he started making eye contact, just staring straight back at him. And she says, um, I've seen it too, your highness. The maw eating, opening, eating the earth, eating the world, eating us all. You too have heard these words in your dreams? Almost every night. I, I try not to sleep. And you, what, read prophecies for your people? You're some sort of seer or sage? I can tell I by your... I've seen. I can tell by your clothes you must be from one of the tribes to the west. 
Thank you. I, uh, I don't know what I've seen. I don't know what we will see. But I believe I'm with people who can help me find out. And she, like, gestures to her people. He's like, uh... Oh, you're telling me that you're not a dream reader. Not some sort of shaman. I've had the dream. I have come searching for one to read it as well. We have a common goal, your highness. Interesting. <laughs> and brought to me by a noble daughter, just like my prophecy said. Now what's... I've got chills. And what of you, Hedge Knight? He, like, looks at Elvaro. He's like, are you just a hired mercenary? Alvaro is sweating bullets. <laughs> um, he kind of stammers. And he's just, uh, uh, my lord, I, uh, uh, like, kind of doesn't really know what to say. It takes him, like, 15 straight seconds to, like, start forming coherent sentences. He says, I, I've just been hired to escort them to you, my lord, to your grand palace. <clears throat> You've had no such dreams. Don't lie to me now. You know what happens to those who lie to the prince. Alvaro kind of like pulls on his collar a little bit. He's like, I would never dream of it. Uh, no, I, 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 I have not had uh, that dream. Wait, I thought I had messaged you about this. Maybe I didn't message. No, no. Oh, I was almost certain I did. <laughs> like right after session zero, I think we talked about it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> I just looked at our messages. Oh, to the wall. It's that been a while. Back, that was back in November. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, yeah. Okay, so yeah. He does... Um, hold on, I have to read it. Yeah, he says that he has had um, uh, the same or similar dreams and the same words. Listen now, Traveler Bold. Noble daughter, royal son, keep a secret, hurt someone. And um, he, he's, he, he doesn't say when he started having it. He just kind of mentions back back in um, his homeland before he came here. And that's why he came here. Hmm. Asaja like, looks at you huge when you say that's why you came here, too. Because she didn't know that, I don't think. Sorry, what? I was just going to say, Saja, like, gives you big eyes when you say, like, that's why I came here. Because I don't think she knew that about you. And I think that. No, yeah. That, so she's just like, uh, me too. But, like, you know, that's not. Her eyes just get big. Mm-hmm. He looks at the rest of you and he's like, all of you have heard these words? Even you, dragon? <laughs> I am a dream reader. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I should have known. Should have known one of you would have the power. And we all share the same prophecy. He not only has the power, he's perhaps the most powerful dream reader I've ever seen. And, well, I'm a graduate of ornology at Hargrave University, so I think I know a powerful <laughs> dreamer when I saw one. Drink. He, uh, yeah, he like kind of taps his wine glass with his ringed fingers for a minute. And he's like, and all brought by your lady wife, Sir Alex. And Sir Alex starts, like, you know, huffing and puffing, being, oh, yeah, yes. A uh, surprise for you, for me, my prince. Um, very impressive, isn't she? 
Yes, from you. Right, Alex. He kind of like lowers his eyebrows as he looks over at you like, uh, you better stay quiet or we're both going to be heads on a wall. <laughs> the prince is like, so it does seem that we have some things in common. Perhaps we should work together. Perhaps. He like turns and looks at all the nobles who are just in complete awe. Like everyone in the stands, everyone crowded on the door, just like jaw dropped quiet. Like you could hear a pin drop in this room of, you know, a hundred people. And the prince just goes, court dismissed. Leave us be. And he turns and starts walking into the garden. Like away from you all. And he says to his servant. Um... See here, real quick. Sorry. Luann finishes her glass of wine and pours herself more when he's not looking. <laughs> uh, as he walks away, he's like, Ardalon, I'm going to clean myself up. Bring um, Sir Alex, his lady wife, and their guests to my private garden as the sun sets. There we'll discuss further. I'm sorry, is the wine for anyone? <laughs> Ardalan, his like <laughs> servant and like a big pomped hat and like big puffy, you know, pants and high stockings is like, oh, please, uh, by all means, help yourself. Uh, well, cupbearer. And he like starts snapping his finger and like a, a little boy in like a feathered cap runs out and starts pouring glasses for all of you. And as the nobles all file out, Ardalan, you know, you all receive your cups. Ardalan's like, if you'll follow me this way, I'll I'll show you to our quarters. You're to be the prince's royal guests. Come, come. He starts, like, leading you off through a side door deeper into the palace. And, uh... We follow, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming you all go with, right? So as he, like, yeah. shows you the way, you know, he's a good 20 paces ahead of you. You now walk, like, side by side with your husband, Luann Alex. And uh, he kind of whispers, you know, you guys are, like, having an angry whisper conversation. Quiet enough that um, Ardalan cannot hear you. He's like, what is the meaning of this? Are you trying to embarrass me or have us both beheaded? First, you steal from my grandfather on his deathbed. Now this. Martin would have wanted me to have it and you know it. Also, if you, are you really talking about embarrassing? Should we talk about how you embarrassed me with that whore? I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think you'd want to talk about it. Well, I mean, care to clue me in? I don't want to say something stupid. Get us both killed, and your friends too. How did you come about this group of prophets? I don't really think that's any of your business. If you want to keep us both safe... And keep our kids happy so that they have two parents alive. Then you'll do whatever it takes. 
Why are you so sure? Maybe I'll just tell the prince the truth. You stole from my noble family. You, a goldborn, a non-noble, ran off and have been living a life of crime. I've heard reports. I've had my men following you. Oh, please. I'm just trying to stay alive and take care of myself on the streets since nobody else is taking care of me. Yes, well, after we're done here, I'll see to it. You never take advantage of me or my family again. Let's make this brief and as painless as possible. Perfect. Uh, how, how, how far are we away are we from this conversation? Probably. Yeah, I wanted to say that I was as close as I could. Like, I wanted to be on the <laughs> other side of Benjamin, like, basically circling him in. So she's on one side, I'm on the other. But I wasn't sure what the... I'm sure you all can probably hear this. It's mostly just you're trailing away from Ardalan, the guy leading you. I feel like Tiha is like right up there with Ardalon, maybe <laughs> not as clued into the drama. Um, I don't know. You tell yeah, me if that sounds right. Yeah, Tiha's following closely behind, like kind of proud of himself, <laughs> like for getting through that like situation. And now is an honored guest, so yeah, he's like walking with his head held high and like arms crossed. Yeah, so then the rest of you can be trailing probably close enough to hear what's going on. Yeah, I am not taking my eyes off of Alex, and I'm staying very close to him. I think he's a monster, and I'm just waiting for him to, like, show his true colors. Alvaro is gawking at everything like a tourist. <laughs> um, I mean, around this time, uh, Ardalan probably stops, and he's like, here we are. Um, for you, for you, he, like, points to a different door for each of you. He's like, and for the Count and his Countess, he like points to a big door at the end of the hall. He's like, these will serve as your guest chambers while you're here. I'll come to retrieve you soon when the Prince is ready for a private meeting. Make yourselves at home. Ring the bell hanging from your door if you require assistance. Our servants will bring you whatever you need. Luan, do you think Alex might be more comfortable in my room? Perhaps you and I could share the one at the end of the hall. <laughs> is the prince still there? Yeah, Ardalan is like, ridiculous, ridiculous. This is the Count's room. He's already settled in. He arrived earlier today. Yes, in the hall, we were having a conversation about how it might be more comfortable for the ladies to stay in the larger room, and he said he'd be happy to move. Luan would look at Sasha kind of sternly and say, we'll be fine. Ardalan like looks at Lord Alex to see if he agrees with this. And he's like, Poppycock, I assure you I have never met this woman, this friend of my wife's, before today. I was quite surprised as well, Ardalan. Ah, miscommunication. That's uh from where, where I'm from, a cultural uh difference. I, I misunderstood what you were saying back there when you said all those things. Must have <laughs> and she just like raises her eyebrows, like, okay. Ardalan's just kind of like uncomfortably stepping backward away from y'all, and he's like, okay, um, ring if you need me. He has starts ringing up the bell. <laughs> he's immediately like, oh, yes, well, what can I bring for you, Lord? Oh, I didn't catch your name. I am Tiha Tama. I am hungry. 
What is it that um, you prefer to eat? Food. I hmm. uh, will find some things that are suitable to a uh, reptile of your stature. Uh, I'll have the servants bring it along right away. Um, fruits or meats or... Yes. Right away. Yes, right away. He, like, snaps his fingers and a few other servants start running down the hall to go get stuff for you. He's like, I'll be back shortly when the prince is ready for his private meeting. You take care. I think I might try to have a quick aside with, um the count and be like count de la seps please uh, don't let uh, your terrible marriage or uh, the, the liar irish woman we have with us uh, impact your decision on me uh, if you need to hire someone or any business in the future benjamin the bedazzling hands him a card <laughs> he like looks at you strangely he's like it does now seem like a good time to do this benjamin not particularly, but I just, you know, you worry about uh, how much you'll have the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I figure you're a businessman. I'm a businessman. So, uh, you know, uh, here we are. Hmm. If I ever need an entertainer in my court, I'll keep you in mind. He kind of, like, looks at your card and slides it into his breast pocket of his, you know, fancy lord clothing. Benjamin, I think... We can all agree I have an accent, but it's not Irish in any. It's something, but I don't think it's Irish. <laughs> it's definitely not Irish. <laughs> it's an accent that's happening. She's I'm a Lyrish. She's a Lyrish. It's Lyrish. It's it's not from this world. Is it Scottish, maybe? I, I don't know. It's uh, where I'm from. It's from where I'm from. All right, so from there, Alex will, like, open the door to his chambers and go in. Like, looking expectantly for Luann to follow. Luann will follow, and she will go straight in and take her cape off and put it on the bed. And she will look at him and look at the couch and look <laughs> at him and look at the couch. Hmm. He's like, you don't have to tell me twice. He's like, we're done. If we were in my court... I'd be nullifying this marriage and doing to you what the prince did to all those charlatans, trust me. But for now, I wish to have my grandfather's gun back. Immediately, he holds the, his like hand out towards you. He's like, don't make me take it from you. Our son wanted me to have this. Martin wanted me to have this. Do you want the mother of your children to end up dead out there? He's like shaking You his don't need it. He's shaking his head angrily the whole time. He's like, there's no hour anymore. You're not part of this family. I brought you into the nobility and I can take you out of it. If I were you, I'd be right. very careful about what you say and do next. Or you might just have an accident. Your friends are valuable to the prince without you. It seems you did not know the words from his dream. Only they. You want the gun? Help us see this through, and then I'll give it back to you. Fine. You have a deal. Everything you've stolen from my family, you'll return. And we'll never speak again. Not to your children, not to me. 
It will be like we've never met. Agreed. Alex, I'm not going to agree to not speak to our children. He's like, well, you're not <laughs> going to do it in my house. Well. You'll never return to our manse. Deal. Fine. They're grown. They're grown, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, you can do your okay. own thing. But he's just saying, like, you can't ever come back to where, yeah. you know, his mm -hmm. family places are. Good. In the meantime, do not speak to me. I'm absolutely enraged at the the audacity you've shown today. What you did was very dangerous. You're lucky we're both alive, and your friends too, as I've said. Now let me know when the prince is ready. I'll be enjoying wine on the balcony. He like pushes past you towards the balcony that overlooks the crystal, the glass tree garden. She looks past as he pushes her as and turns as she already has earplugs in. I didn't hear the last part of what he said because she gives no shits. And she lays down for a nap. Awesome. All right. Uh, anybody else want to do anything in this? You have some downtime, probably an hour or so before sunset. I do think Saja would immediately, at least Alvaro and Tiha, um, and I guess Benjamin if he's there, um, she would want to know about the dream because she hasn't shared that they had had it and um, so if they're if they go away, that's fine. But if they're there, uh, Tia's just waiting for his food to be delivered. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like a line of multiple servants are just like your door's open, Tia. Like a line of five different servants are just dropping off all different kinds of dishes on a long table in your in your room. Nice. Yeah, he's just Tia's just eating everything, but he he takes out a few uh, berries and sets them to the side. Uh, yeah, if the door's in, open. In a separate little bowl. Yeah, I think they just leave the door open as they, they leave. I think uh, I'm... Kind of knock. I think I might be in there too and I'm eating Tia's scraps and I'm, I have the dagger that end of my possession I'm just like flipping it on and off and it's like bursting into flames and then going back <laughs> off I'm just like oh, I'll be damned like it's kind of throwing it. stabbing uh, food with it and eating it <laughs> no he's just like Alfred, well, that's what I'm doing I'm cooking the food I'm stabbing the food <laughs> and then cooking it with the flame and then taking a bite it's like a little kid Amazing. playing with a lighter you know what I mean like oh, did you guys when you were a kid ever ask your parents if you could like put food over a candle and then eat it because I did that my mom was like, you can try. It's going to be gross. And then I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, this bologna tastes like lilac now. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> All right. So you're in there with Tiha sharing his feast. Saja, you kind of let yourself in. Alvaro, I'm assuming you probably do the same. Yeah. I think Alvaro is also there, too. Awesome. Should we uh, take a five right here and then yeah. pick it back yeah. up on yep. the scene? Yeah, it sounds good. Yep. All right. 